all of you beautiful people. This is Christy. And I'm Beth. Welcome back to another episode of Life Authentic with Christy and Beth. This is the podcast where we talk about all kinds of things, personal development, our kids, the weather, our fails in life, our successes, our weirdnesses. Weirdnesses? Is that a word? It is now. It's also a podcast <laughs> where we make up words. <laughs> if we like them, we will use them again. But it's also a podcast where our prayer is that we inspire you some sort of way, make you laugh, make your day better in some kind of way. That's ultimately our goal with this podcast. And we hope that we do that. Make you feel like you're not alone and that maybe you're not the only person that's been through an experience or going through something is yeah. going. Yeah, you're going through something kind of like you have a friend on the other side of these microphones. And if you make fun of us, that's OK, because we make fun of ourselves all the time. Absolutely. It's one of our favorite pastimes, actually. Mm-hmm. But don't you feel like you have to laugh at yourself just to be happy in life? Don't you think it takes the pressure off? Yes, because it's it is easy to take things so seriously, and sometimes there, things are not even worthy of yeah. that seriousness. I agree. There's a lot of things that get taken really seriously that sometimes you can laugh off and make fun of. Even like failures. One of the things with me that I make fun of myself is my my failures and the things I can't do right. Yeah, because it helps it. It softens the blow of when you yeah, exactly. when you mess up, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's a defense mechanism a little bit, but it still makes it it lessens the stress of, of situations. Yeah, I agree. So I wasn't always like that though. When I was younger, I took everything way too seriously and worried about things. Like I worried about something that I said to somebody. And I guess I mean I still do to a certain extent, sometimes depending on the situation, but you know, I would uh worry about Oh my God, that was so dumb. I can't believe they said that. Like I said that, you know, they probably think I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, Or, um, yeah. Or I really messed that up. Oh my God, my life's falling apart. I still will. In my day to day, like I'll find my jaws clenched. Yeah. You know, like if I get serious about something or stress, I tend to clench my jaw. And I still sometimes they take certain things really seriously. And then I'm like, shake it off. Like, it's okay. Yeah. You don't have to take it that seriously. Well, I realized a lot of mine, too, was coming from my perception of what I thought other people thought about me or mm-hmm. how I thought they perceived what I did or what I said. Mm-hmm. And when I realized just to let that go, because really, I have no idea what other people think. And they might not be thinking anything at exactly. all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So now maybe I'm just older and you talk a lot more about how you don't care as much what people think and I think that's like something that you've really as you've gotten older you you let go yeah a lot of that yeah because it comes from um trying to be like a people pleaser because you want people to be happy I like for people to be happy I like for there to be peace I like for people to like me yeah you know and in my younger life I cared a whole lot more I mean obviously I still care about those things but I learned how to have some boundaries of, well, that's them. That's not on me. Right. Like I'm responsible for myself. And, you know, yeah, I think I just came into my own a little more. I think you do that as you get older, though. Yeah. At least I hope I hope that you do. You should. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to what we're going to talk about today. I think your ego versus actual confidence. Yeah, I think those two things can be confused so easily if you don't understand the difference. And it can really be destructive if someone doesn't know how to recognize that within themselves and identify, is that my ego talking? Yeah. Or am I just confident in that area and it's coming from a place of confidence? Right. Well, and, you know, I think the opposite of your ego is actually like your higher self or your spirit side or your God side or your your real person. You know what I mean? Like if you're living in your true self, then you kind of put your ego aside when you're living in that space. And, and, and as the person that you should be living at or yeah, that as, makes sense. Yeah. you know, um, then your ego doesn't get in the way as much. But yeah. when you're not living your your best life, so to speak, or you're not living your true nature and your true self, 
then it's like your ego takes over and your ego will destroy relationships. It'll destroy a lot of things. Well, an ego is very self-serving. So what you said about if you're really tuned in to your purpose or your spiritual side, you know, I don't think that side is self-serving. I think that my opinion is that we're all put here on this earth to help one another Mm -hmm. and not be self-serving. So yeah, ego is the opposite of that. So I I like what you said about that, that, that you're probably more tuned in to where you should actually be if you let go of ego. Well, because your ego, like you said, it's self-serving. It's all about you Mm -hmm. and your feelings and your, you 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 it's mm-hmm. it's completely self absorption really mm-hmm. and so yeah when you're when you're living like your spiritual side and your best side then like you said you you tend to put all that aside and and you put others before you just it kind of comes naturally more i think because you you learn to love people more and you learn to be more forgiving and you just learn to kind of let your ego go more. And not that, I mean, our ego gets in the way all the time. I was right? just about to say, <laughs> our mean, ego gets in the way yes. a lot. Even if you're not a, a like an egomaniac, you, like, I personally struggle with my ego getting in the way when I do certain things or I make certain decisions. I do have to ask myself, wait, is that ego talking or is that... You know, is yeah. that a self-serving side of me? Is that me trying to prove something? Because ego also, confidence is inward and ego is very outward. Yeah. Meaning that ego is more concerned with how, how trying to appear a certain way. And I think confidence is you just are. Yeah, you're secure in who you are and you're mm-hmm. okay with that. And you don't really need approval from anybody else or anything right. else around you. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Well, also, I feel like ego is very defensive because it has an image to uphold and it has to appear a certain way to people. And so that tends to be very um, defensive and can't take constructive criticism or even words that are not even meant in a way that they're sometimes taken by that person. Yeah, sorry, I was just guzzling water. You probably heard all of that in the mic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, ego can react very emotionally if challenged, too, I think. I think when you're confident and you just know something, you don't have anything to prove, so you're not as defensive. Right. And you don't react as emotionally because you're not, because it's authentic. Yeah. You know, confidence there's an authenticity with it and ego is very um just inflated and not as sincere yeah i agree or not sincere at all really well and i also find that your ego can really kill your creativity because when you're in like that flow of creativity and you know i i I believe that it comes from um somewhere other than just ourselves that creativity comes from from god and and you opening yourself up to that and when your ego gets in the way it can really block that because instead of being open to that beautiful gift of creativity and whatever like that god may be trying to show you or show others through you when your ego gets in the way it blocks that because you're thinking about is this the right thing? Wait, does this sound right? Or should I say this? Or, you know, you're thinking about yourself instead of really the message or the thing that you're trying to put out there. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it can really, um, it can really dampen and really mess up your creativity. Uh, I agree because you can't really be, we talk about vulnerability a lot and how I've struggled with that in my life. And, you can't when you're being creative or you're writing and doing stuff like what we do you have to be vulnerable to a certain extent and there's no real way to be vulnerable if your ego is in the way and i found in my vulnerability is is it's a very sincere state where you're opening yourself up and i feel a lot more creativity in that state yeah so going along with what you said i 
I, I agree with that because if that ego is in the way, it really closes you off to that connection to not only people, but the creative side of you that can touch other people or draw them closer to you, I guess. Yeah. So I'll tell you what I do, for instance, when I get ready to like write something, like if I have something on my heart or mind that I feel like I want to share or write about, I'll always take just a minute before I start writing Mm -hmm. and I'll just close my eyes, quiet my mind. And I'll just, I'll just say a prayer and I'll just ask God to give me the words and to like, I'll I'll know something is on my heart that I want to share, but I don't really know how to share it. And I'll always pray, like, let me get myself out of the way and you give me exactly what I need to write. And you, you give your message through this Mm -hmm. instead of me trying to share my message which would be ego exactly (laughs) and so when I do that now there have been plenty of times when I didn't do that or I just tried to do something on my own and it didn't flow nearly as naturally and it didn't turn out as well because um my ego was in the way And the good thing about that is, too, is when you know it's coming from a place of true creativity um, and not your ego, then you are confident in that. And you really don't care if anybody likes it or (laughs) I was just about to say that because you have that confidence and that connection and you know that you did put your ego aside Mm -hmm. and that came from somewhere else besides just you and your ego Mm -hmm. so therefore the confidence just comes naturally yeah because there's no need for approval yeah because you already have that approval yourself well that's another good point that ego needs constant validation and real confidence you're talking about confidence that comes from God. Like that's the best confidence, confidence that you can have, yeah, right? Like yeah. not just confidence in a skill or right. your ability, but you don't need that validation. And ego needs constant validation, right? You know, they need the attention. I mean, we're talking about it like it's a person, but that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's like a person, a, a whole, a whole other being. It is its own creature in yeah. all reality that stands between you. You know, like I have this visual in my head. You ever just visualize something that's like funny? And I have this visualization in my head of like this person jumping up and down in between you and someone else. Like, hey, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Speaking of visualizations. (laughs) Oh, gosh. This is not at all related what, to this. Yeah, I was but your like, visualization. What are you about to say? I cannot say visualization. Visualization. <laughs> visualization. <laughs> but I love what you said. We were texting each other the other night and you said, yeah, sometimes I just like to imagine myself pushing somebody down and then, run, <laughs> and then running away. <laughs> We were talking about somebody being mean to somebody else or something. Well, earlier in the day, we were talking about, I said, I would push down a kid in a minute. We were talking about bullying. And I said, I would push down a kid in a minute. If they were a bully. And, yeah. yeah. And we had, t- we had talked about that. And then I don't remember what we were saying on the text later that night. But isn't that funny if you just visualize that? Yeah. It just not even a bully, just somebody you don't like as an adult. <laughs> you know, as a little kid on the playground, you just push somebody down sometimes. And then run. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what if we did that as adults? That would be so satisfying. <laughs> we may end up in jail, but it would be fun. It's know, funny. It's Obviously, like we're a not going to do it. A mean person just push them down and run away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I did not mean to sidetrack us, but that just popped into my head. And I'm like, all I could see was like pushing my enemies down and running off. <laughs> or pushing a little bully kid down. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah, let's back to back to the subject at hand. I really like what you were saying about um, validation, because when you have true confidence and it's coming from a place other than your ego, then you don't need validation and and your ego needs constant validation. It needs other people's approval and it needs the world's approval and it needs constant validation. Yeah. And it's not really... It's not interested in other people's opinion except for validation. You know, it you know, ego wants validation from other people, but if your ego is talking or someone who's really egotistical, if you notice most of the time 
they're not really very interested in other people's point of views, other people's opinions. They will tend to be thinking about the next thing they're going to say. They're not going to, they probably won't listen. And in my experience, um, like body language, like they don't make a lot, a lot of good, warm, concentrated eye contact. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like a detachment. You know what else they don't like? What? The truth. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like if they have like a preconceived notion, ego, mm-hmm. if an egotistical person already, already has a preconceived notion about something, even if it's completely wrong, if you don't agree with that notion that they already have in their mind and you try to bring the truth to them, if you really do know the truth about a situation, they don't want to hear that. And that goes back to because that doesn't validate however they feel or their opinion. And they have a preconceived notion that they already know everything. You know, egotistical people are very know-it-all people. And a lot of times you don't ever want to be in a fight with an egotistical person (laughs) because you are going to lose. I mean, you just need to walk away from that because the problem with that is, is they probably are not really listening because they already think right that they know how you feel. And because, like you said, they're not interested in another point of view or the truth. So it's a losing battle. You really can't win with that. Not at all. You know, and another thing, don't you feel like it stunts the person's growth? Like when they let their ego take over, it stunts their personal development. It stunts them as a person. It stunts their, it definitely stunts their spiritual growth. Um, I, I feel like it stunts their success and everything in life because that ego, it, it doesn't allow for the truth. It doesn't allow for uh, constructive criticism. It doesn't allow for things that could help help it grow. Well, because ego is all about I. Yeah. And like real confidence is more about we. That makes sense. If you're confident, you... I don't feel like you feel the need to, like, you can admit when you're wrong. You don't really have to prove anything. Yeah, you're not so defensive. You can admit that you don't know something, like, which sounds crazy, because when you say, like, someone's confident, you assume that they're like, oh, I know what I'm doing, and, but it's... It's kind of a phenomenon that you, a confident person will admit they're wrong. They will say, I don't know how to do that. And they'll ask for the help of other people. Well, because they are confident in themselves and they're not, their ego is not getting in the way of like, so for instance, why would you not admit that you were wrong? I mean, why, like if, why would you not admit you were wrong about something? Just like in a general conversation, for instance. Because or admit that you didn't know something. You're not able to take responsibility and, and view yourself as a person that can make mistakes. Well, yeah. And, and also, like, because you're afraid of what that other person's going to think of you. Like, they're going to look at you and be oh, like, yeah, yeah. oh, you're, you're, you're dumb. You don't know this. Or you, you yeah. understand? Like, so, I mean, that is, would only come from a place of ego. Because if you're confident in yourself then you're okay with like you understand that you're not going to know everything and you're going to be wrong sometimes and that's okay that just makes you a human right you're not delusional to the extent to think that you already know everything right and it goes back to that personal growth like you were saying people grow who put their ego aside because anybody knows if you are looking through the lens of just confidence and not ego, that we're always learning. We're always growing. There's always somebody that knows more than I do about something. Right. And there's also people who know a lot about something that I actually know nothing about. Right. And, but I mean, that's what, that's what makes this world such a neat place. And that's what makes 
that's what gives us the variety that we have. And that's what, I mean, that's why we have doctors over here and lawyers over here and writers over here and preachers over here. You've got all of these people that feel all of these different things because they're good at this and they're good at this Mm -hmm. and they know about this and they know about Mm -hmm. this. So we can't be all, all the time to everybody, you know, and when you're, when you have found that confidence in yourself and your purpose and your calling, then you're okay with that. Like you don't have, you don't really have anything to prove. I've got a good story that goes along with that, that you were just saying when you said some things people know about certain things that other people don't know about. Well, let me tell you about a little ego problem that I had not, not so long ago. I like to say a lot when I was young, but (laughs) or younger and like, this was very recent. Well, you know that we recently had an adventure of going to get our motorcycle license and oh yeah buying motorcycles right so i had just gotten my harley like we got them right off the showroom floor we were so excited well my harley was over at our brother brother's house and i went over there to actually ride it for the first time like take it out and ride it yeah so I was riding through the neighborhood, and you know this story. You weren't there, but you know that I ended up wrecking the bike. Right. So so the way that that story went is I get out on my Harley in the neighborhood. The plan was to take it a couple of times around the neighborhood, and then I was going to go out on the road and ride. We yeah. were all going to ride. Well, I get on it, and it feels so good, right? I was yeah. like, I mean, you know how it feels. <laughs> yeah. There's like, and really our bikes are that, powerful. And there's, there's something about that. It. Yeah. Yeah. I get on it and I'm like, oh, this feels good. So I start riding around the neighborhood. Well, I go into first and then into second and then into fourth. And before you know it, I'm pretty wound out. Yeah. And I'm going way too fast in that neighborhood. <laughs> and I start thinking I look cool. Yeah. And I got this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I was consciously, but looking back, I really had to examine that. And yeah. that's how I felt. I felt cool on my Harley. Right. So I could go fast. I could do this. So dad and Dave are standing at the top of the driveway. Well, you know how Dave's driveway kind of goes up. It's, it's really like steep. a hill. Yeah. Well, I'm all caught up and like, I'm what super bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like cruising around on my Harley and I'm about to go ride. So... I come up the driveway and that ego got me in trouble because I was thinking about how cool this was and I come up the driveway and I'm in another place in my mind instead of being a place of safety and all the things we just learned in that course. Yeah. And I look up and then all of a sudden it's like I snapped out of it. It's like all of a sudden my ego went somewhere else and I was back to Beth on a big old Harley, <laughs> not knowing what the hell I was doing, really. Yeah. Dad and Dave are standing at the top of the driveway and I smile and I'm like, yay. Well, that's then then I was approaching pretty quickly. And that's when I the ego went away because I got scared. I didn't realize there were so many vehicles at the top of the driveway that I had to really kind of, I had to accelerate to go up the hill and then let off and slow down and maneuver pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, on our bikes, they're heavy bikes. Right. And you got to have some skill to do that. And something just didn't feel right. I kind of went into another place and I heard Dave yell something, which later I found out was clutch, clutch, clutch. Well, anybody oh. that's... <laughs> Oh. Driven a motorcycle knows what I'm talking about. I forgot my clutch, y'all, which means I just hit the brakes. Well, if you don't know what happens when you don't use your clutch, your bike leaps. And yeah. if, it's a, if it's a strong bike, it will cut off. But before it does that, it will make a, a monstrous leap. leap, which I found out the hard way. Mm. Y'all, when I did this, the problem was not only that. I didn't use my clutch, but when it when it leaped, I hung on for dear life. Well, your throttle's on your hand, handlebars, and I hung on to the throttle. Uh. So the bike didn't cut off. What it did is it leaped like a great big tiger, <laughs> uh. and it ran me straight into the trees in the backyard. 
because then I went into shock. It was like fight or flight mode, and I was yeah. just like adrenaline. Ended up on the side, brand new bike. Didn't you run over a cypress tree? I ran. I mean, thank, thank the good Lord that he protected me because I honestly ran in between two cypress trees and didn't hit the trunks of them, thankfully, just some branches. But I ended up in a pile of cypress rubble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sideways, of course, they, they were, Dad and Dave were frantic. They lifted the bike off me. I was pretty beat up and bruised up, but luckily nothing was... You know, I didn't and I didn't go to the hospital or anything because I was just pretty Except much your ego. <laughs> I was just about to say the only thing that was really injured was my ego. Well, I learned a really, really hard lesson that you would think I'm old enough and wise enough to know. And that is that my ego ruined that whole experience. It only it put me in danger. And then I had so much anxiety. I could not get back on my bike. You remember this? I do. I do. It was awful. I just got and I was so excited. I could not get back on my bike. And there was something in the way. Well, I'm talking about ego very openly. But then I didn't know what it was. I was like, what the what the heck? Like what? You know, right. Why can't I get back on my bike? You know, okay, so I messed up. You know, I'm a new rider, whatever. There was something in the way. And I promise you that something could not let me get back on that bike until I figured it out. And what I figured out was get your ego out of the way. Yeah. That's what I figured out. Your ego Mm. is going to put your life in danger. It's going to, you know, there's so many things. It was almost like God giving me a metaphor of like, this is what ego does, if that makes sense. And it was, I felt like it was protection because Imagine if I was out on the highway like right. that, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have been in cypress, cypress trees in Dave's backyard right. where, you know, like that could have been the death of me. No right. kidding. And, um, you know, our friend Terry, he's another one of those people that can kind of cut you down, but it's in love. <laughs> so you fully accept it. I remember one day. I was just saying like how I was, I, I, I felt like I couldn't get back on my bike and ride. And he said, oh gosh, what did he say? He said something to the extent, and this is not verbatim, but sometimes we got to go deeper. It might not be about your motorcycle skills. It might be about basically something inward. Yeah. And as soon as I, I know I'm getting lengthy with the story, sorry, but as soon as I, identify that and prayed about it and was like oh my gosh that is you know that is what it is you know I I got back on the bike that's when we rode um at the in the memorial day parade and and like with like a thousand other bikers bikers and and I got to have that whole amazing experience once once first of all I identified that I had an ego problem and then once I put it aside and yeah. said, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I am a newbie. I, I'm as newbie as they come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and let me just ride like that yeah. instead of, you know. So anyway, that was a very good lesson about ego for me. And I even more so now ask myself that question. Is my ego in the way? Yeah. Well, I mean, what a great story, first of all, and what a good lesson. And also, it's very impressive that you identified like that there was a message in it and a lesson in it for you and that you figured out what that was and that you that you learned it and you overcame it. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, love it that took story me a personally while. because I know <laughs> I know very personally the struggle that you had mm-hmm. and how we would show up at your house and try to get you to ride and you just didn't want to ride. Oh, when let me before tell that, you. you couldn't wait to ride. That day that y'all showed up in my backyard with yeah. everybody to ride, yeah. I cried like a baby when y'all left the yard because I couldn't get over that anxiety to get to on get there in that blockage. It wasn't yeah. just anxiety. It was like a block. Yeah. And I was like, I can't I get back on that bike right now. And I cried because I wanted to go with y'all so bad. I, I mean, think about that, too. Ego was keep making me miss out on 
riding with like some of my favorite people and right. no doubt that was a wonderful ride yeah but yeah you got, i gotta learn the hard yeah, way so, a lot but of times. I, I was so everybody was so proud and happy for you when you got back on that bike and went and rode with us like everybody oh, went, it was just like cheering you on because mm-hmm. we knew we knew the struggle that you had mm-hmm. gone through and how how it took you a while just to get past that and be able to get on your bike again and go for a ride so well and that definitely helped me through it because each and every one of y'all you went over and did you did like slow circles that's like a um it's it's a way to uh slow circles are hard on a bike oh yeah yeah yeah. they're they're hard to maneuver (laughs) yeah and so you did like different maneuvers with me everybody was encouraging me and just Yes, being so loving, even when I went on the first little ride before the big ride. Yeah. Um, you know, Dave and Terry and everyone was stopping traffic and making sure I felt completely safe. Right. And yeah, I felt so much love and I had so many great cheerleaders with you and everybody else that but, that but really ultimately, helped me through. It was a personal journey that you had mm-hmm. to take and mm-hmm. that you had to learn from. And but I mean what a great story now. Yeah. And like you said, it was really a, a, a protection in a way from God because you 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 did get beat up a little mm-hmm. bit, it but hurt. it could have been a I lot was, worse. I said I didn't go to the, but I was bruised from you, head yeah, to toe yeah. and it was hard to walk for a couple of days right. because, yeah, I mean, I ended up with that, that big bike on top of me. But, you know, the funny part at the end of this story is... So everybody gets road names in our group. You know, Dave's was Cliffhanger because he almost went off the side of a cliff. Oh, my gosh, yes. And so, like, they gave me, of course, the road name Cypress. So I got called Cypress after that because I (laughs) wrecked my bike to Cypress Trees as soon as I got it. But well, you know, it just goes to show, though, that, you know, we're not past that. Like, mm-hmm. I know you I know personally how much time you put into personal development and just spiritual development, physical mm-hmm. development and how much you are dedicated to that. And it just goes to show that none of us are above that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't even identify yeah, Chris. I, I mean, was like, <laughs> what is happening? And it doesn't, it, you know, like like you said, you'd like to say when you were younger, I mean, me personally, there are a lot of things I've gotten past from when I was younger, mm-hmm. but there are still plenty of things I struggle with. But again, if if we stop learning, I mean, our life is over really, right? Because, I mean, to me, if you get to a point where you can't learn anything else and you're not growing, then... That's boring. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. What else? I mean, you're not living anymore. Yeah. yeah. So we have to... We have to always let ourselves be open to those lessons mm-hmm. and say, hey, wait a minute. What is what is what is God trying to teach me here? Mm-hmm. Like, is is my ego in the way? Do I well, have? And I felt like in that experience that it was it was like I said, it was like a, I was I was living out a metaphor of, of other things. I felt like it wasn't. I mean, Terry was right. It definitely wasn't about the bike and really about my bike skills. It was about my ego. But um, ego would have not only got me in trouble on my bike, but in a lot of other ways. And I felt like God was teaching me a lesson of like, you see what this happened on the bike? It can be destructive like that in your life. Right. So always be aware of it. Well, and I think this is another reason it's important to always stay connected to our humility because another thing that ego doesn't have is humility mm-hmm. and as as people we have to keep a certain amount of humility because i have found in my personal life whenever i don't stay connected to a certain amount of humility mm-hmm. and remain humble to an extent then that is when i get in trouble mm-hmm. because you start thinking that you have it all figured out or that you've got this and and not there's a fine line there because you should have the confidence to, to believe that you can do whatever it is that you set your mind to. But there's also with just a little push, you can be overconfident and that's where your ego comes in and you lose that little bit of humility and that little bit of humility keeping it lets you, it reminds you that, wait a minute, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I can mess up. 
I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. I don't do everything right all the time. So I think that's another thing that kind of goes hand in hand with your ego is, you know, your ego doesn't like humility. It doesn't have humility. It doesn't want to give into that at all. But real confident people are, are really usually very humble. True. Very true. They're usually very humble because they know there there's a lot of facets and things that have to happen to make things work. And, you know, that people people use it a lot, the ego versus confidence a lot in business and with leaders and stuff. And that's where they really tell you to be aware of your ego, because sometimes if you if you're a leader and you're kind of in charge, it you can get like an inflated ego and confident leaders are usually very humble and they know that that their crowd can still teach them something right. they can still learn from other points of view and other opinions and they say some of the worst leaders are the ones who just want to push but not take anyone else's input as if, as if again like they know everything already and they're above the people they're working with, you right, know, right. But, you know, I'll just use my kids for an example. I mean, I learn things from my kids every mm-hmm. day, not mm-hmm. only the latest lingo that I don't understand, <laughs> but like I, I literally learned thing learned things from them that at my age at 45 years old, you know, you would think I'm so much older and wiser and smarter. But I mean, they teach me things every day. And that's because they have those little sponge brains that just soak up everything and can take in all this information. Plus, um, because of that youth, they're open to learning so many different Mm -hmm. things and they retain it where I learned something today and then tomorrow I might forget it. So right. We have to we have to always be open to to learn new things. Yeah, I I say this often about my son that I thought I would be teaching him all the time, but like he taught me so much about everything when he was born. First of all, love. I mean, you know, I didn't know anything about love until I had that little rascal because, I mean, he, he taught me what real unselfish love is dad and I were just having this conversation I guess we were just having this conversation a couple of days ago because we said that same exact thing like you never it doesn't matter how much you love your parents Mm -mm. your siblings Mm -mm. your spouse your friends until you have a child like and you don't understand that until you have a child like there's no there's no other love which lets you know how much god loves us too i always Mm -hmm. like to think of it that way when you think about like you would do anything for your child and you love your child regardless of whether don't cry (laughs) bad you know if you cry i'm gonna cry i'm not (laughs) but it's true i mean because that that that's a love that like nothing else compares to and it's like the most pure the most pure f- form of love and the most unselfish love that a person can ever discover is that is that love that you have for your child. Well, God, look at me. Try it up, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things, too, that was amazing about that love is I felt closer to God and like a God, what is wrong like with you? Me? Understood him, like, like you understood, I understood him? Like I understood Yes, yeah. I was, that's what I was trying to get out. Like I understood, you understood him and his Help love <laughs> in, in a way that you never that you never and did that and never was overwhelming out. in yeah. itself. Yeah, because I was like, oh man, I think I understand how you love me. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that was phenomenal. And because I didn't have kids until a little bit later in life than a yeah. lot of people, haha, except you. <laughs> um, I, that was like a. a a phenomenal thing I mean I've been taught about God's love my whole life but that was a phenomenal thing to all of a sudden come into in my 30s and be like wow (laughs) so yeah I get it talk about your kids teaching you something that was a really overwhelming thing that I felt like oh you little bitty thing you just (laughs) taught me this amazing thing yeah yeah that's so beautiful it's one of my favorite favorite lessons and favorite experiences that there's nothing else in the world that can compare to it. But you know what else I love about that is 
you talking about God and how much he loves us and how much we love our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, even when your kid is acting like a total brat or they do something <sighs> terrible that they know they're not supposed to do, it does not change your love for them whatsoever. So that even makes you understand too, like, oh, but even though it doesn't change your love, you want so much for them to do the right thing. It you don't want to see them get hurt. Yeah, you yeah. see them making mistakes or you see them get hurt and you're just devastated because you can't you can't fix everything for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to cry. I started it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is Are it? Are we today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But that I think it's because that is just such a powerful thing that you almost can't help but cry. Yeah. Like you feel in awe and like I feel so unworthy of you. that kind of love right. because we know how we love that that is Uh, let's face it made in our image (laughs) yeah and so you're just like it's such an overwhelming and like i'm i'm unworthy of that kind of love right because it's it's the strongest most fierce love that there is and the most unselfish yes the most sacrificial and unselfish love yes yes it is okay well and that love definitely puts your ego aside because with your Mm -hmm. kids you, you don't have your ego there like mm-hmm. it is because you love them too much yeah your your love overtakes all of that so to have that that kind of love for for a child or for for another person um it's really e- easy not to let your ego get in the mm-hmm. way there because mm-hmm. that love is so much more powerful mm-hmm. that's so great like it ties into like what you said in the beginning about you feel like that when your ego is gone you're more connected to your god side your spiritual side and us not even realizing we were really going to talk about our kids and cry (laughs) over that that really ties back into that and really makes your point even more because yeah Yeah. you know that love you 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 almost can't have ego when you're attached to that part of you yeah the and i and i feel like the more you just learn to love as a person Mm -hmm. then the more you're able to put your ego aside because when you love someone or you just 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 not even say your kids or or someone really close to you when you learn to just love people and realize that even if it's a stranger or somebody you see on social media or somebody, when you learn to have still have a certain amount of love for that person and and understand that you don't understand mm-hmm. where that person is or what they're going through, I think that love really can help you more than anything conquer your ego and put mm-hmm. it aside because yeah. love is such a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And it's probably one of the biggest tools i would say to help put your ego aside is when you overcome that with love for others well you know going back to my motorcycle story like what helped me overcome ego all of y'all's love right your love your encouragement uh, the love of terry loving me enough to shoot straight with me we just talked about this on another podcast episode about friends your your true friends shoot straight with you right yeah and that really did being surrounded by all that love and you know terry pointing that out to me and all of that love that i felt helped me destroy the ego and go enjoy all the things but you know what's so good about that is after you got past that Mm -hmm. then you built your true confidence as a rider, mm-hmm. but a very safe rider. Mm-hmm. Not that you still didn't look cool and bad at, <laughs> but you 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 learned and you put that ego aside, and your true confidence took over. And with that, with with riding a bike, you and I both know that every time you get on the bike, you should be a little bit scared, and you mm-hmm. should be. Which was very, I was not. Yeah. I was not being cautious because yeah. I was so cool, you know. <laughs> But I mean, you learned a great lesson and now you've overcome mm-hmm. that and like you built your confidence and learned to put your ego aside. So what a, what a great lesson. And also you can share that with others. So yeah, I'll, I always say, and I know you feel the same way. I mean, I've done a lot of stupid stuff in my, <laughs> oh my life. Gosh, you know, so I've kidding. had to learn a lot of lessons mm-hmm. the hard way, but I've always been thankful for them because 
I can't hardly ever think of an instance when I did something really stupid and learned something from it that I wasn't able to use that experience and my failure to to help somebody else. Yeah. So that, you know, that's that makes it all worth it and like mm-hmm. makes it make sense in your brain. Well, and if we're all here to help one another, then how can you regret that experience because it helped someone else and if yeah. that's the purpose anyway right. is to to help one another then you really can't you can't regret those times like I don't regret that at all obviously I went through a lot internally and 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 even recognizing that I was in such a good crowd not that you don't know that already I don't think I would have been riding motorcycles with the, that crowd <laughs> if I didn't trust them right but even more so, it brought that to the forefront and yeah. made me grateful, put my ego aside, but then also grateful that I had such good people in my life. All those things that if I hadn't ranked like that, I would have never recognized and appreciated and it, it never really would have helped me as a person. Well, don't you think that, you know, going back to ego, don't you think that ego really puts a block between you and other people too where you can't really have the kind of deep meaningful friendships or loves that you could have if you if you were to put the ego aside yeah that person jumping up and down yeah because how can you truly connect with someone if there's a person in between going hey look at me look at me hey you know you're (laughs) not going to be able to connect (laughs) push somebody down and run visualization hey we gotta push ego down and run just imagine pushing that little bouncing person down and running (laughs) so yes it definitely interferes with all of your connections and it's um you know you say actions versus words it also ego talks a lot but it doesn't walk the walk to me we're talking about confidence versus ego and confidence you don't have to say it you just do it yeah but ego wants to talk and and say how good it is and say they know everything Mm -hmm. says they can go into fifth gear on a bike when they've never ridden one before so ego talks confidence walks sort of thing you know exactly well and you know your actions speak louder than your words Mm -hmm. the the same thing like when you have true confidence you're going to say one thing but you're going to do that thing also Mm -hmm. when you're just speaking from your ego Mm -hmm. you're going to say whatever you need to say to look good or to get the reaction from somebody that you want Mm -hmm. or to be seen a certain way Mm -hmm. but you're not you're not going to back it up so actions I mean that's that's always one of my favorite favorite quotes or sayings actions speak louder than words because it's just one of the truest things yeah it's just so true it's just so true and it's such a simple way to be able to tell if someone is being real with you or not or if they are coming from a place of actual confidence or if they're coming from ego yeah you know if they say one thing and then they do something different Hmm. something's not right yeah really simple yeah, because you know, it's it's we we say there's the other saying words are cheap. Yeah. And and we all know where that comes from because it it's kind of like the actions versus words. You can say words all day long, but to put in the work and actually put something into action, yeah. It says a lot something a lot louder yeah. than the words. And so I think of the action like the work and the talking is you're just sitting there you know right flapping your gums like that that anybody can do that yeah but not everybody can can walk that walk put in the work take action to do certain things so that's the that's the thing i always want to trust because that says who somebody really is well i'm going to bring up kids again mm-hmm. and what and what we were talking about earlier you know a really good example of like your actions and words you know with your kids you tell them you love them, right? Yeah. 
and <clears throat> you really mean it, mm-hmm. but you you back that up with your actions without even trying or without thinking about it. Yeah. Like you make sure they're fed, you make sure they stay safe, mm-hmm. you make sure they have a place to sleep. Like you worry about them if they're not with you and mm-hmm. you worry about the decisions they're going to make. And like you, you, you speak one thing to them, but you back it up 100% without even really trying. And I think, again... <laughs> when your ego is out of the way, that just sort of comes naturally to you Mm -hmm. for you to speak and then be what you speak and do what you speak. Definitely. Definitely. And, and how about this? Kids pay attention to your actions and not your words. Cause how many times do we tell them do this or don't do this? And they might not ever listen to a thing that's coming out of your (laughs) mouth, but watch you lead by example they will mimic you in a minute this is true they will watch your actions they will see how you do things i mean good and bad dax even mimics how uh okay so here's a good example it's so funny nevada will like he he stretches his back a lot you know like you know sometimes you just feel like you need to bend over something right so sometimes he comes into the living room we've dax and i've seen him do it a thousand times and bends over the back of the couch to kind of stretch his back well dax is five he probably doesn't need to stretch his back like that (laughs) you know he hasn't been working all day but dax came into the living room one day put his heads hands above his head Leaned over the couch just like his daddy does, stretched his back, even did the same. Ah, <laughs> got up and then That's went great. about. I mean, it was just like looking at Nevada. Yeah, and he didn't know he didn't know why he was doing that. He didn't even know he was stretching his back. He was right. just mimicking Nevada's walk, so to speak. Yeah, he was looking at his actions and watching what he did. Well, Nevada could have probably told him all day long to do something, and right. he would be like, uh, yeah, but. He was following the actions. Well, and you know, not kids. We know that kids do that. We know mm-hmm. that kids are going to follow they're, your example. They're, they're going to follow really your what example. You say. Yes, yeah. but you know what else? What's important to build true confidence and to put your ego aside and try to live in that higher version of yourself is because there are other people out there that are watching you mm-hmm. too. It mm-hmm. might be your family. It might be your friends. It might be your coworkers. It mm-hmm. might be your spouse. But they're watching your actions, too. Yeah. And a lot of times they're looking up to you or they're looking to see what you're going to do. And that's why it's important to be the best version of yourself and to find that true confidence and put your ego aside because you have others watching you, too, that you are being an example for. That's a that's a great point. That's a really good point.